on the five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight I, Jason, I'm sitting with my friend Arvin. Say what's up, Arvs. Hey, Jason. Kevin. Hello, Jason. Hello, listeners. And Michael. Say what's up, Mikey. What's up? Tonight we are going to do a band that Arvin came to do specifically for me because, uh, again, I know nothing about this band. We started this podcast years ago trying to teach people uh, about bands or artists that the other the other person didn't know about, and specifically bands that uh, bands or artists that we felt that that person really should know. That's where this whole thing came from. And tonight more than maybe you know half the other podcasts that we have done i can literally say you will be teaching me about a band i truly know nothing about i made fun of you for liking them in college because i remember seeing the cd's lined up in your uh in your in your dorm room uh, and i didn't know who they were then and arv's i don't know how what is it 20 something years later i don't know any of the songs still today probably top 5 groups for you? Yeah. Oh my wow. goodness. Yeah. That's a That's huge awesome. statement. Because you and I are so on the pay, on the same page with so many bands, artists, groups, and even genres of music, and yet here's a band that's in your top five and I know nothing? Wow. A lot of it is, um, I, maybe I should have introduced you more to it because it does have a lot of guitar aspects really? to it. And I, you know, you introduced been, me to a great number of bands, especially in college, that I would never have found otherwise. But yet, this one fell through the cracks. Hmm. All right. Well, before we do that, we have to do the segment. This is my jam, where we're going to give you a little bit of the songs that we are liking or listening to at this moment in time. And I'm going to say, Kevin, if you don't mind, you want to go first? I'm ready to go. Okay, let's do it, gentlemen. This is my jam. It has finally been done. You know what? Is is this Johnny Gill? Johnny Gill. <laughs> my, my, my. So yes. Good. Wow. Let me afford a little bit. <laughs> Arms, you weren't here for that part of the podcast where at some point Kevin said he's going to do a Johnny Gill as his This Is My Jam. Oh, I love it. When I listen to this kind of stuff, I don't think of you. This is not your genre of music. Well, remember, I mean, our father, Mike and mine's father, right. I mean, played this sort of stuff all Even the time. this, like, romantical The soul? overhead speakers throughout the whole house. Oh, yes. really? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's soulful, like the stuff I know that your dad would listen to, but this is more like, what, this is early 90s? Uh, yeah. Mid 90s? Early. Early 90s? Early. early 90s. Would he buy the whole album? Oh yeah, yeah. It's all you could back then. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. All right, you, you want to talk a little bit about this song and why you like it and it's your jam, please? Okay, because I gotta know this. So, again, this is my 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 by the excellent Johnny Gill. He was once part of New Edition along with Bell, Biv, and DeVoe. Right. Ralph Tresvant, and then the infamous. I still say famous though. I still love him. Bobby Brown. Yeah. So smooth, right? So smooth. Great uh, group. Again, it was a huge song in our house, right? It I mean, was. Dad really did but like it. But see, I thought I would see your dad really liking New Edition he, more what, than the spinoffs. He liked them too, but I think he liked this sound better. Like New, oh, New Edition yeah. was probably a little more poppy for him. Okay. He, I mean, Johnny kind of sounds like Luther. He does. He, he definitely sounds like does. Luther Vandross. Yeah, he definitely does. And my dad adored Luther Vandross. Okay. So why is this my jam though? <laughs> I'd like to know. 
We've mentioned on the podcast numerous times now um, that Jason, Mike, and I, we have an iMessage chat where we share tunes that we're listening to and also share like future podcast ideas too, right? Probably about a year ago, it finally got a name that Jason put on there. And so it's called, and I quote, I'm sitting at a bar, end <laughs> yeah. quote. That is the name of our text group. And the reason is because I travel frequently for my job and many nights on the road, I'm at a bar, I hear a great song and I shazam it. And then send you guys the picture saying, hey, I love this song. Yep. So, And I start every entry. It says, I'm sitting at a bar in <laughs> yeah. whatever city I happen to be at the time. And I heard the song, and then I break into a little blurb about it. Well, for this song, I sent you guys the message, I think it was about two months ago. Okay. That said, I'm sitting at a bar in Irmo, South Carolina, which, by the way, guys, for the listeners, that's outside of Columbia, if you're not from that part of the world. And I said, I haven't heard this in a long, long time. And then I put the least accomplished member of New Edition, question mark, which led us into like yeah, 30 that's right. text back yeah. and forth. I think we've pretty much at the end, we're like, no, Johnny Gill's pretty great. Yeah. So, and, and it's a really great song. But let's cut to the next day. The next day. And this song comes on. Wait, the next day like you? The next, and, the next day for me? For you, okay, yeah. Yes, I don't know this one. I remember this. You do? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is also (laughs) My, My, My. Yes. It is a cover by a guy named Gerald Albright. No kidding. And so this is Smooth Jazz, baby. Which I can tell you, like, in the late '90s, early 2000s, I was a huge smooth jazz fan. Wow, I've never heard this. WSJT. I know, the, I know the song. I but you can hear it, of course. So, so it's so it's a cover of Johnny Gill's "My My My." Wow. And so I texted you guys. I'm sitting at gate T2 at the Atlanta <laughs> airport. So by the way, not a bar for once, guys. Uh-huh. Awaiting my flight to Tampa, and this song comes on. Am I in the twilight zone? <laughs> I said, I hadn't heard this song, the my, you know, my, 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 the original, in over 10 years, and now I'm hearing it twice in 24 hours by two different artists. That's so funny. Mike, did, did you buy the CD or did I? Because I know one of us had it. I think it was you. I think it was me? Okay. Unless yeah. I had my dad's. Okay. Because I remember that being a big song for us. Kev, yeah. that's hilarious. Do you listen to it at the house a little bit? Johnny Gill? Johnny Gill? I'm going to have to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, after 10 years of not listening to Ours, it. Ours, you know that stuff? It's a great song. That's I, not your genre. No. Okay. No soul like... So was this in the same time frame as when Belle DeVoe was out? Yeah. Yeah. So and 90s. slightly after. Slightly after. Yes. So I was part of the Belle DeVoe. No, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so you went yeah. with that faction. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, Again, I went more the Johnny Gill. I was Bobby Brown, Belle DeVoe. Yes. My prerogative when that... I couldn't believe... That album was amazing. And Mike, I think my prerogative might have been dad's, other than Luther, um, and maybe like James Ingram. That might have been his really? favorite album. So he stepped up in the, the whole Ma- major oh, yeah. airplay of my, <laughs> oh my prerogative. Gosh. Really? All right, Mikey, you're next. All right, I'm going to say two things about this before I just let it play. Okay. Uh, three, I guess. This is my jam. Okay. Uh, it's polar opposite of what Kevin just played. <laughs> And I'm going to put the over-under of the three of you knowing it at two. Whoa. All right. Is it a Foo Fighter song? It's not. Oh, okay. All right. Break, breaking convention. thought I'd here. get that in there. I know. 
Arms and I are both shaking our head no, but wait. Sounds like the peps, but close. Foo Fighters ass. It's a very Foo Fighters y. Why is Mike? He's not usually this hard. Where did this come from? Right? He, was, he wasn't like this. He in was college. not like this. No. It so was just, hard, it's just so rap. hard now. It's just rap and hip hop yeah, like that. It mellows out when, a little bit. When did it? When, when did this happen? You know? Running. Oh, because they're running. Yeah. Oh. Mikey, I don't know this. Wait for the vocals. Arvin, right. Arvin might. Just based off the. Um, You'll know who it is. We'll know who it is because of the vocals. I think so. All right. I don't want to guess because I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't think I know it, Mikey. Sorry, I'm going to ruin your over-under. It's the under. Five more seconds. It's not Smashing Pumpkins, is it? Oh, oh it is. Good job, Good job, Good yeah. job Just Arf. based off the lo- vocals. Nah, I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have gotten that. I've never heard that song why before. Is it, why is this your jam right now? This is my jam. Uh, one, because I love it. It's on my running playlist. I listen to it it's all the hard, time. Isn't it? It's Yeah, it's it's on my, uh, I have like a repeat playlist, songs I just listen to over and over again. Um, and I was reminded of, I mean, again, besides listening to it, there was an uh, interview recently with frontman Billy Corgan right. where he was asked about Kurt Cobain. I think it was on the, the uh, anniversary of Cobain's death. Right. And Billy was uh, just in awe of Kurt's immense talent that he compared to John Lennon and Prince. And he wanted to make the Smashing Pumpkins better than Nirvana. Oh, really? And he never got the chance to do that, obviously. But, uh, you know, he he was mentioned he was sure that he was better than any of the other counterparts at the time. And I think he has a point. I think Smashing Pumpkins and the alt-rock scene of the 90s, short of Nirvana, I, I, I don't know if I'd say they're number two, but they're top five. Really? I think so. You put them that high. Interesting. They have a big catalog of just great songs. And this is maybe not their best. It, it's a hit, but not their best known I song. I know a few of their hits. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I, they have I, I a lot know. of like unknown really? tracks that are amazing. Huh. So let me say two things. One, that's the lead off tune off the album side of the stream. So of <laughs> course I love you. it. Yep. Love a lead off tune. The other thing is that that album came out my freshman year of college. So, and I'm two years uh, older than you guys. Right. And it got so much airplay in our college dorm. Really? That year. Yeah. You know, we play cards and dominoes and all that sort of stuff. Maybe a, imbibe a, an occasional, right. you know, adult beverage or two. Right. And that album, if it wasn't the most played uh, record that year, it had to have been very, very close. No, yeah. okay. it was huge. Yep, and you know we listened to the 1001 albums. You must hear it before you die. That was on there, and all four of us that are listening to that list, we all gave it the top grade. Wow, it was very defining in that year of 1994. What's the name of the album? Uh, Siamese, Siamese Dream. Dream. Oh. Siamese Dream. Okay, got That's it. where 197. 1969 or what's the name of the song? No, that was the next album. Yeah, yeah, 1979 was the next album. And did oh. I say it was Cherub Rock? Cherub Rock. Is the name of the song? By the Smashing Pumpkins. Got it. I didn't know that song. It's Me good. Either. It's a good tune. But you got the band right, so good job. There's, right. a, there's a local band I follow that, that plays this. It's They're amazing and wow, they, they do this very well. All right, so um, my entry for This Is My Jam is the second most uh, listened to song of the week for me. Uh, this is Comeback Story by Kings of Leon. 
Don't know if you know this song. What album from them? Mechanical Bull. What year? Uh, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. Hold on, I'll tell you in just a second. Nine, uh, 2013. Ooh. I love the guitar on this and I think it's just the hook for me that kills me but his vocals are really good it's good so this yeah it's pretty cool the um this album I didn't know I know a lot of their stuff and obviously their big hits are, are frequently played you know they're alternative and, and they're on you know so many different genre radio stations and serious stuff I, I hear them a lot but when I heard this song, I didn't know it, and then I found this album and didn't know the album, and there's like four or five amazing songs on this album, none of which are really all that big, um, you know, billboard hits, but are really, really good songs. But check this out. The hook is really cool. He says, um, I walked a mile in your shoes, and now I'm a mile away. And I've got your shoes, <laughs> which to me was like that's so matter of fact. And it's like just, it. It, but the way like he it. says it works really good. So that's my jam for this week. All right, Arvs, I'm handing it over to you for our episode tonight, which is the band The Smiths. The Smiths. A couple things before you start, because I'm going to give you a couple things I really want you to talk about. Okay, one, I alluded to it in the very beginning of the podcast. I don't know how. I missed this band when we were effectively living together in college. I don't know how this was such an important thing for you and I knew nothing about it. That's number one. Number two, how did you stumble upon it? Like, where did you find them, mm-hmm. right? And then, if I may, like, what what is it about the band specifically that you love so much? If they're in your top five, and I think I can probably name the other four that are in your top five, uh, why are they up there with those others that I consider enormous names and tr- truly greats of the, of any music? But I, I don't know. Am I just so blind to the Smiths that I don't know that they belong there? Okay. Okay. So those are the couple of things. I'll I'll try. All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. So this is the Smiths. It's a band yes. that hails from uh, Manchester, England. It's a foursome: Stephen Patrick Morrissey, okay, lead vocals; Johnny Marr on guitar. Okay. Andy Rourke on bass and Mike Joyce on drums. So, Arv, can I stop you for one second and ask Jason one quick question? So, Stephen Patrick Morrissey. So, do you know what he went by? The Morrissey? Just, oh, I know okay. Morrissey. So, you oh. know Morrissey. Okay, yeah. good. All right. You didn't know he was a lead, uh, lead no. singer? No. Yeah. No. This he, was wait. a bandy. He's a solo artist, though, as a- Morrissey. After. After. Yeah. After. Oh, after. Mm-hmm. Same guy, though. Same guy. Didn't know that. Yeah. Honestly, did not know that. Okay, so Morrissey started with the Smiths. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right, you learn something new every day. All right, go ahead. So they started off in 1982 and disbanded in 1987. So it's only a oh, short span. Wow. Six years, but they were a prolific band. How many For, albums did they make? They did four studio albums, two, mul- uh, two mu- multiple compilations. Yeah. And then, you know, separate U.S. editions and then one live of album when they stopped did they like break up and go their own ways or did they still like tour and do stuff as no they broke up they actually broke up before their last album was released oh wow so that so time frame wise they're probably close to nirvana right in terms of 
the, the amount of time and probably the amount of output. I think oh, the you Nirvana mean in existing, like in existing, how long they right? existed. Oh, I yeah, guess yeah, that's I, true. I, I'm sorry, I, I, not they, they weren't contemporary with Nirvana, but five years and four albums. Yeah, I think I, I, Nirvana's not the same, but maybe three albums even. Yeah, um, so, but uh, same, very short, so. but impactful. Wow, yeah. that is a short period of time. It is, yeah, and yeah. yet they're that big of a deal. They are, and they they influenced a lot of bands afterwards. I oh, mean, yeah. after them, one being Oasis. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got to talk about that then. Because yeah. you got me into Oasis and Mikey as well. When we were in college, you listened to them a lot. And I really liked them. Yeah. And I think that I liked them because they sounded like a newer, harder Beatles to me. And then you had said, yeah, there's some real parallels and references there. There. Yeah. Okay. So wait, let's go back to the Morrissey thing for just a second. Um, I know some of the songs that Morrissey sang as a solo guy. Um, is that a lot of, is, are they similar? Actually, I don't listen to the Morrissey stuff. Okay. Oh, really? I only know the one album afterwards, Viva Hate. Yeah, I'm going to say they sound, or Morrissey sounds somewhat, I guess mostly because it's Morrissey and the vocals are the same. Mm-hmm. It might be a little lighter than Smith's, probably less guitar driven, but okay. uh, but certainly you know in the same vein. As okay. Because Okay. Not, not as good though. Not okay. as good. Okay. So which is why I prefer the Smiths because I love what, uh, what Johnny Marr did. It's the music aspect. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it's the guitar aspect I was talking about, the guitar riffs, the rhythms. Really? Yeah. So Arvin, who, who wrote most of the music then for- It was always Smith? Johnny Marr. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So when they were actually creating music together, it was a 50-50%. It was like a writing partnership. Okay. So, but later on, when they disbanded, the two other members went into litigation trying to get- Oh, yeah. They were trying- they, I think it was understood- Well, I'm sorry- it was a 40-40-10-10. Oh. But they went into litigation. To try to get, to get a bigger piece. 25%. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so Marr wrote most of the actual music, right? Morrissey wrote the lyrics. Yes. So kind of like Bernie Taupin uh, yeah, writing, Elton, writing the music and then Elton John yep. writing the lyrics. Yeah. Or uh, uh, I mean, yeah. wasn't, wasn't that how the Stones were pretty much? Or, or, or did Keith Richards yeah, write everything? Keith Richards, I think, did the majority of it, but... Including lyrics? Including lyrics, but you got mixed it a lot, too. Now, it may be... Actually, you 2 might be the best parallel, because The Edge wrote most of the music, and Bono, and Bono did, yeah. wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Doors, too. There you go. They, I think Doors, yeah. So, I mean, if anything, Jim Morrison was a poet, and, and, and mm-hmm. they turned his poetry into songs. That's basically what Morrissey is. Yeah, because really? I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, the Morrissey songs that I know are... Softer and melancholy, and dare I, dare I say, depressing. Yeah, it can be. Okay, all uh, right. So it's good that you sort of know how he comes off because it's there's it, some of that in the Smiths as well. For sure. Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah. I'm getting a picture. I'm getting yeah. a picture. Okay. So how do you want to do it? So right. What do you want? To, what do you want to do? Do you want to play me a song? I'll play, a, I'll play okay. the first song. All right. Am I going to know any of the songs that you're going to play? <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> okay. Good. Unlikely, unless you might know them from covers. All right. Well, one last question. The songs that you're going to play, I'm sure that they're important to you and special to you for like you know specific reasons. And when those come up, please tell me. But are you also playing some of the hits as well? I'm playing their more popular songs. Oh, you are? Okay. But some of them are, you know. A blend of, Okay. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So the first song I'm going to uh, play is called This Charming Man. It's their second release song ever. Okay. Marking their first UK hit. So you'll notice it has that jangle pop guitar riff. And um, if you listen to the lyrics, it could be sort of ambiguous, but I'll let you listen. Okay. Oh, I like it. 
I don't know it. But I do like it. So you can obviously hear the Morrison. Yes, yeah. for sure. This makes it easy. You know Morrison. Oh, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I, and I don't actually I don't know the song right? No you I don't, don't. Either. Um, Is it from their first album Their debut It is Okay yeah. Which is an album I'm not very familiar with but It's good But the Smiths did release A lot of songs Not on albums They were Like singles Yes and, Oh okay and, and, and if it's okay I'm gonna ask you about that yeah. Later So And you notice it, the bass Has like a little funk In there Yeah too? it does yeah. Jangly guitar is something I can't, I can't unhear now. Yeah. It's, it's so prominent. So, um, what is it about this song that captures you, or that well, you? Why you picked it? Well, this is their one of their more popular songs. Okay. So it was their first entry. Um, but the next track that I have, Arvin, hang on, did before, you, before, did, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Did you say the album name? It was on the self self titled album. Okay. The Smiths. Oh, yeah. Smith. So their okay. opener was self titled. Yep. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a band called The Jam? I have, but I don't know their music. Okay, I that the the music there itself, not Morrissey's voice, but the music sounds very jam like, uh, the jam. And they were contemporary, I think, right around oh, that same really? time, right so. after. Oh no, kidding! Because they actually, I think that band is from Manchester, England. As there well. you go. Oh uh, wow, yeah. Arv knows his stuff. Okay. And Oasis is from Manchester. Manchester as well. That I did know. Yeah. Which are later, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. Which at one point, did they call that the Madchester sound, I think, for like, like Oasis and oh, did they? Uh, the Charlton's UK. Yeah, there were a bunch of bands. Even sure. A, con- a more contemporary band called um, Elbow, who I love, and I would love to do a podcast, but I don't think anybody in the US would know them. <laughs> but again, it has that same sort of derivative sound from back in this really? early Manchester area when the Smiths There's you know, something dominated. Cool all right, so what is it about this song specifically for you other than just, was, was there anything that grabbed you? No, it's just, just a good tune too. Good tune, well. okay. All right. The second track that I'm going to be playing is called How Soon Is Now. It's actually not particularly one of my favorites. Oh. I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm just saying it's Wait, not why, one of my favorites. Why, why are you looking at Mike and Kevin like that? Like, because um, we, had like a a previous, is, we had a previous conversation where he, would say, he said that that's one of the songs that it's probably well known. Oh, so, really? I right. know the song. So let me ask you: Did you choose it because of our conversations over text? Or <laughs> I did. did. <laughs> okay. So p- play it, and then I'll I'll explain what we discussed. Okay. Go ahead. Do I know this? Sounds. No. Is it I vaguely? love that guitar. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know that. Are you familiar with the genre called swamp? No. Pop? No. No. I don't either. I just found out about it. Right. But the original demo was called Swamp, the name of the song. Oh, really? But it takes from Swamp Pop, which is a hybrid of rock, pop, blues, and rhythm, and blues performed by Cajun and Creole musicians. Really? Yeah. So, is that swampy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bluesy. So this was very popular in the U.S. It was? It was. Yeah, it's a big song. Mikey, you know this one? Yep. Popular in the clubs, but this is not really typical of their sound. No, it doesn't sound so. like the other song. Was this off the first album as well? 
This was uh, one of the non-album singles. Oh, non-album singles. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just right. have to say a brief. Uh, there was a brief piece of it in the wedding singer also. Oh God, again. <laughs> so this was a big song. Then. Yeah. This and it was covered by a group called Soho. Okay. Oh, the name of the song was Hippie Chick. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh really? They sampled it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. They were like I a feel Euro. Like I know that song. Yeah, I feel like I know that song. Group. Let, all right, so what are we gonna hold on? Let, let the pre-chorus player. Yeah, I know it's pre-chorus. But. No. All right. You don't know that song. No, I don't. Is it their biggest song in the U.S.? I would you, think. Do, I would do you think, think so. Really? Oh, I'm in big trouble I'm, going forward. I'm, I'm asking Arvin. I'm not sure because again, I'm, I'm a. I'm if I look French. on Spotify, it's not. It's, it's not the most played. Okay. It's not. Oh, okay. All right. At the time, I think it was popular, but since then, there are other songs that are that are okay. better. So. All right, then I, I know, the whole genesis of this is that I claimed and still do claim as of this moment, that's the best song of the 1980s. Oh, you're opinion. out of your mind. How, how, how are you making that statement? I think that's an incredible rock song. What? I, I, no. I love that guitar. Oh I love God. that vibrato. Morrissey's great. I, it, it's, it's Arvin. Help now, me now, out. now, now, now. Remember, oh my God. I'm not a big guy with lyrics, right? The lyrics are very simple. And. He says, I am the sun and the air. Correct. Now, is he the sun, like what shines in the sky? Right. And or, is, or, or, is he, or is he the kid? Or is he the air? And so, again, not being a big lyrics guy, I, I love the way that that song it's just playful. jams. It's playful. It's not. Best of the 80s, Best song Kevin. Games. Kevin. <laughs> And if it's not the it, fine, I can concede maybe it's not the best song of the '80s. It's the best what I would consider alternative or new wave. If you guys listened to our last new wave too, I would had we not been doing the Smiths tonight, I would have played that song as one of my examples no for kidding. new wave music. So wait, sorry, is this is that how the genesis of, of Arvin coming and doing the whole thing was like? You had brought up the Smiths, right? Didn't you had said in the first new wave? I think that's how it all started, and I and right? I because yeah. I, I was. I think I was. And, 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 I think I was sitting at a bar, yeah. and it played. And I sent you guys the Shazam, and I said, "This is the best song yep. of the night." And I may have commented, like, "I know Arvin, or maybe it was Mikey, and said, "I know Arvin loves that band. We know nothing about them." Or that's not true. I said, "I know nothing about them." And I know Mikey knows a couple of things. So the puzzle's now complete. Oh my goodness, where are you on that song? Like I said, it's probably not in the top because it is. Not, it doesn't have the guitar riff that, that you, I that, you that I love from. Yeah, okay, more. Is it, a, it is how off is Kevin in his claim of the best song of the eighties? Just, just ev- <laughs> everyone's up to there, but I, I mean, I only I can even say what would be the probably the top song of the eighties. I wouldn't know. Now, in my opinion, I'm, that's a big statement. Here's the other thing: it was a B side. What? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So it was originally not an A side. I forget, and unfortunately, I don't remember what the A side was at, at the moment. Um, but yeah, it was a B side. No kidding. And then became immensely. Popular. Mikey, you know that song. Oh yeah, where are I you? On, where are you on that song? I I like it a lot. I would say it's the most um, familiar Smith song for me. Wow. Um, as like far the, as I like the first as far as there. ranking in the eighties, I don't know, but it, it's good. Okay, I like it a lot. And right. I, and I, I think it is different than a lot of the other songs they have. Yeah. I love a lot of their other discography. Um, but yeah, I think that song is just 
tremendous. Okay. All right. Arvs. Okay. So you asked me how I got into this mess. Yeah. So, I mean, um, obviously, you know, you, you, whoever you're around, you get influenced. So for me, it was music that my brother was listening to at the time. He was in high school. Okay. So what, what years? Mid, late, early 90s, late 80s? Late 90s. Late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Late 90s. Yep. All right. So he was listening to The Smiths, The Cure, Echo and the Bunnymen. I didn't get into nope. that. But like Depeche Mode. Okay. So I, I gravitated to those, those bands and The Smiths for me. I Got liked. it. Wow. Yeah. So Arvid, is your brother younger or older than you? He's older. Okay. By six years. By six years. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That so, makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, he would have these cassettes. And then, I don't know, back in the day, did you guys used to get, like, cassettes, like, demos of, like, for me, they had, had these promotional things where, like, Say No to Drugs. And it would be, like, <laughs> the 38 Special singing that Say No to Drugs song on a tape. Do you guys know? I do not remember that. No. So. Well, no, it would no, just no. be a short tape, right? Like a, like, uh, a, like a single, as they would call exactly. it, right? Which yeah, they used to sell those. Right? I, I, I bought a lot of those yeah, yeah. back in the day. Nine, My, 99 cents. Yep, yep. So I would just erase that, obviously. And then I would just put a Smith song in there so that I could just play it on replay. Wait, no wait, 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 wait. Way. So you, you, like, there was a way to, like, erase what was on the cassette? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you, yeah. you know the tabs at the yeah, top the of the cassette? Yeah. Wait, wait, so would you record it by, like, putting, like, another, no, like, no, boombox no, up to a... You just put, like, a piece of paper in there. No, no, no. Kevin's saying, how did you actually, like, put the uh, song on the tape? Oh, I had a, I had a double... So did I. Oh, do you so remember like, the boombox like that had two tapes? Yeah. You could hit play on one and record, and record on the other, yeah. and it would uh, record yeah. to it. Yeah. But to get back to what Arvin was saying, you know the, the little tabs, they're small squares at the yep. top of the tape. In other words, if you were to take the tape and look at the very small, narrow top that slides in, yeah. there's these two tabs, and if you and they were punctured. They were I pulled remember, out. I, if you put a piece of tape over that yeah. or filled it in some way, yeah. you could use it to record it. So a record over it. I gotcha. Yeah. And and in fact, if you bought uh, blank tapes, while well, this is really going back in my brain, what you would do is you would use the blank tape, you record whatever you want. You record stuff off the radio, you could record mix songs. Mixtapes. Mixtapes, right, exactly. Then once you're done with it so that no one would screw up and record, you'd pop the tabs out of the top. So if you were to hit the gotcha. record button on the boombox, you couldn't. It locked that button. Got it. But if you put a piece of tape over it, it would. Wow, that really go, brings me back there. Yeah. yeah. So you wait, wait, wait. So you would take just the single one, which didn't have a full amount of tape in it. It was just enough tape for like for one song. For one song. Yeah. So oh, so so then you picked your song. I picked my one song, and you just kept. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So what's funny is that you mentioned maybe seeing the CDs back in college. Yeah. So obviously that's. I had the tapes before. I eventually got the CDs yeah. through the BMG deal. Oh <laughs> wow! Told, I remember we did that. The, the yeah, ten yeah, for one, that. probably right. But, yeah. but but am I wrong in saying you had like. Like 10 Smith CDs? Like it was many. There wasn't just four. Was there more? Did they have live albums and greatest they hits had, and that kind it, of stuff? It was probably up to six or seven. Yeah, oh, they okay. had like the right. compilations out by then. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I remember there being like, what are all of these Smith CDs? <laughs> all right, go ahead. All right. So the next entry is from their third album called The Queen is Dead, which is considered to be one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. Ooh. It's... I don't know what year it was on the Rolling Stone, but it was number 113 on there. Okay. And back in 2013, do you know the English site Enemy? Yeah, and yeah. They named it as the number one greatest of all time. Great greatest album no of all time. No kidding. Yeah. Enemy rated it the number one number album one. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's, it, I think it's, it's worth why a listen. listen. It, it, it's widely considered their best. It's yeah. not my favorite of theirs, but 
it's very high up there, and it's a fantastic. I have to fantastic listen to it then. Yeah, I, I, it, oh, it's worth all the accolades yeah. for sure. I owe you the time of listening to it then for sure. And for one of those songs that I put on that that cassette, it came from the CD. Okay. But it's not one of the picks that I have today, though. Is it your favorite um, album of all the ones that they made? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. So this song is actually my favorite song from them. Oh no, kidding! It was released back in 1995. Coincidentally, I just found out through research that it's actually Morrissey's favorite Smith song. Oh, oh wow, cool! Yeah. All right, so, all right. He knows he knows something he, about he, it. He would know. It's called "The Boy with a Thorn on His Side." The boy with a thorn on his side. Back to the jangle. Yeah. The boy with a thorn in his side. Behind the hatred there lies. I don't know it, Art. Do you know this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't. Mikey? No. No? But I don't think this was ever released as a single, right? It was later on for releasing their compilation. Oh, on the compilation. Okay, got it. I would know that that's him. Still with the funk bass in there, the jangle guitar. Four guys total in the band. Yep. Cool song. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, Arvin, let me ask you a question. Are you going in chronological order with your songs? I am. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it okay for me to ask right now about one of their compilation albums, which is their first compilation album, I believe? Yeah. That's Hatful of Hollow. Okay. All right. How well do you know it? Not as a whole, probably not. Okay. Because that's my favorite. If, if when I, you say compilation album, is that another way of saying greatest hits? So this, like, what do you mean by compilation well, So here's what's so interesting about Hatful of Hollow, and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you, is that, so the, um, the self-title came out first, right? Okay. And then Hatful of Hollow was released next. So it's a compilation album, I think, of singles, of B-sides, of stuff that they didn't put out, because I'm guessing they got so big, right, after, after their first album, at least in the UK, that they had to put out a totally separate album. Wait, sorry. Why didn't they just come out with a second album then? Wait a minute. You mean a compilation album of just of all the singles and stuff from the first album? Of uh, no, of, of stuff like that that didn't get on that first album. Oh, okay. Oh. And and I, I and sometimes they. What does ha- that mean then? And sometimes they had to release compilations in the different market. Oh, for like the U.S. audience. That kind of. Makes and so sense, maybe that is a big like a big U.S. thing because yeah. I what my question was going to be just what you're kind of asking like. Wait, you put out one album and now you have a compilation album out already. Yeah. It's not considered greatest hits because you're not, you haven't been out enough to it do greatest hits. It is a bit Beatles-y in that they came out with so many singles that were never on albums. Mm-hmm. And maybe they came up and then put them on, out, on like an album kind of a thing. Is that how they did yeah, it? Yeah, and they even had a second compilation album called Louder Than Bombs, which okay. is only U.S., which is how I know more of their music from. Oh, really? And yeah. Louder Than Bombs has like almost everything on yeah. it, right? It's a double album. So it's it's it has a lot of the Hatful of Hollow stuff. Um, and I mean, it's probably what, like 26 or 28 oh songs gosh. or something like that? Oh, a wow. lot of songs on yeah, there. Wow. Yeah, so th- I was curious as to why that happened. I guess, again, they got big, and so they decided to, to put out the stuff that was before they put out the first album that couldn't get it on, you know, couldn't get it on a regular record. So it went one album, then a compilation album, then two, then three, and this one's. What, what? I, I don't even know the, the chronological order, but it's a lot of it is because 
some was released in the UK and then they had to. That makes sense. They didn't do a, a, an exact mirror in sending it to the US. I get it. They did a compilation. Got it. So like How Soon Is Now, which we listened to you know, the previous song, not or two songs ago, that was on Hatful of Hollow. It was. Oh. Um, yeah. There's another great song on there too that's probably my second favorite. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's so interesting to me. It reminds me a little bit, I don't know how much you know about the Beastie Boys. Not that I know a ton about them, but initially... You know, they had License to Ill that came out, and then they, they immediately put out a compilation album called Some Old Bull, you know, oh, the, okay. the I Can't Say. And it was from stuff that was done before they did License to Ill. Oh, so it no sounds kidding. like it, this is kind of what the Smiths did. They got big, and then they said, hey, let's We put have all, all this other stuff. material. Exactly. Yeah, we might as well. Okay, got it. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I like that song. Huh? The first one's still my favorite. The first one? The first one you played. So the next song is actually probably their most popular one. Based off Spotify. Okay. It's up there in the 400 and plus uh, thousand plays. What does Spotify. that mean? What does that mean? On, on Spotify. Oh, oh, how many times it's been played? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, you, I guess, since you know Morrissey, yeah. you know, a lot of his content is sort of like morbid. Mm-hmm. So there's this line in there that says, and if a double-decker truck crashes into us, to die by your side is such a heavenly way to die. This oh is my gosh. Song. Yeah. Oh, Kevin good, knows good the song tune. from the lyric. Oh, yeah. you do too, Mikey? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of um, when you listen. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of like Kevin. I'm not a big lyrics guy because I, I like the music. But, you know, when you if you try to dig into the, the lyrics, it's, it's, it's sort of dark sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is called, this is There's a Light That Never Goes Out. Take me out tonight. I like this one. The bass is awesome, isn't it? Driving in your car. Oh, I like this. This is my second favorite song. It's top five for me, for sure. Great tune. I like it a lot. Take me out. Bass is killer. And your jangly guitar is in there, of course. The phrasing on that's killer, isn't it? It's where they frame it. There's your line. There's your synths. There you go. New wave. For 10 ton truck kills the both of us? Wow. He says it so lovingly. Though, I was saying, it's, it's dark, but it sounds so upbeat. It does. Yeah. It really yeah. does. So actually, on uh, they... They wanted to stay away from that synth sound. They actually wanted to bring a string quartet in there. Or string, it like sounds string stringy, but it's definitely synths. Yeah. But they were so paranoid about people coming into their studio, so they just went with the the synth. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So are, is that on Queen Is Dead? Or is that that on is on Queen Is Dead. That's Queen Is Dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite now. I really like it. It's a, it's a great song. Ooh. That's the, that's the little flutey. Take me See again with the like the like we talked about in the new wave like the polyphony of all the different stuff going on at the same time. 
I would love to isolate the bass and just hear that because it is rocking, isn't it? Because I haven't got one well so, done. Have you guys seen the song, uh, the movie Five Hundred Days of Summer? Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yes. Have you seen that? I don't. I don't, with, I don't uh, think I have. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe uh, Deschanel. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, they had a scene. They they talk about the song in an elevator. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't yeah. remember seeing that movie. He's listening to it, and I can promise goes, you, Kevin has it. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Never seen it. Good job, Arv. I like this one. Give me the I, I, give me the name and the album one more time. There is a light that never goes out. Uh, on the album, the Queen is dead. The Queen is dead. All right, I'm gonna search this one for sure. I, I take back my earlier comment. I, I, this is probably their most recognizable. Yeah. I would say it is. It's also yeah. my favorite of the Smiths. Is it? Yeah, mine too. Now I can listen to this on repeat. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm gonna make that one. I'm gonna add it to my playlist for sure. You got me on that one. Good job. All right, wait, 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 wait. Before you go further, you had made a comment about um, you're not a big lyrics guy, even though I'm going to take issue with that because I think that you are. Um, but do you think that the music finds you first? Oh, for sure. On this one, yes. No, no, no. In general. Case by case basis. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it, I- it's definitely the guitar. Anytime there's a like a guitar riff, a simple jangle, yeah. that hooks me in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the last song that I have is from their last album uh, called Strange Ways, Here We Come. Wait, what's it called? Strange Ways, Strange Ways, Here We Come. Okay. It's a what year? 1987. Okay. So Arvin, would it be blasphemy for me to say that that's my favorite Smiths album? No, no. By, really? By, okay, not The Queen Is Dead. I love The Queen Is Dead. Strange Ways is my favorite. I album. think it's a, it's a coin flip between the two albums. Okay. For a lot of people. And in the chronology, where is it? Number Five? This is number four. 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 This four and last. This four is the last and last. Okay, okay. So they broke up before they even released this, correct? That's correct. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a last single they released. Um, it, yeah, like I said, they released uh, after they had broken up. Did they break up for any major reasons or was it just fighting in the band or like the mm. usual band stuff? The usual band stuff. I think um, Morrissey didn't like that um, Johnny Moore was expanding his horizon oh musically musically oh and then i think johnny marr was getting fed up with a little bit antics of uh, morrissey doing a lot of covers oh okay wanting to do covers and johnny marr just felt like i didn't join a band just to do covers so so i'm guessing it and listen i love sting but you know sting's probably the reason that the police broke up right right i think it's the same sort of thing with morrissey that morrissey got too big for his britches and wanted I to be see. the guy. Right? Oh, okay. I, think it's, I, I can go this alone. I think it's pretty Okay, pretty gotcha, gotcha. But Johnny Marr is fantastic. Yes. So I, I think leaving him was, you know, maybe not the worst thing he ever did, but I don't think he ever achieved the stardom. Exactly. With the Smiths. And it certainly I, didn't. That goes for the case like, for both of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Johnny Marr went on and he did a couple of super groups afterwards. Electronic became sort of like Band member, uh, band member for multiple bands, just for like a cycle. Yeah, gotcha. Um, he did the solo act. It wasn't as you know as prolific as as the Smiths, but now he does. He did a song on the latest James Bond. Oh uh, no, kidding! He did. Oh wow! And then I think he collaborated on Billy Eilish on that last song. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So he's, so still, he's still doing he's stuff. Still doing stuff. Wow. So, so this is uh, the last single. Okay. Um, it's called Stop Me If You Think You've Heard of This One Before. Okay. 
There's your guitar. Does that build up? Yep. This one's really good, too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait, do you actually stop me? Do you actually know this? No, I don't know this, but that that's sampled somewhere. Wait a minute. That's definitely sampled somewhere else, isn't it? I don't know. Yes, for sure it is. Wait, oh wait, hold on a second. I know that line. The title? Yeah. All right, this is, I would have said, without a doubt, New Wave. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, I'm, I'm at least learning that. There's a there's a there's a, a, a dance track, uh, and it's it's escaping me right now. I, I will look it up though. Uh, that uses that line. Stop me if you think you've heard this one before. I know I I know I've heard that sampled before. Good good tune though. <laughs> good it's good all right Arf, i like it i will say though it's still not my favorite <laughs> that's all right <laughs> the one before was Where mikey they? did you find the sample of the song that we were talking about prior yes can you play it real quick oh, just so arvin can hear it stop me, yo, oh, oh, stop do you know this it's pretty much re- that that line is repeated throughout it's a it's an electronic kind of dancey track but it's got a great beat too. Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson. Yeah. Dan. Daniel Merriweather is the vocals. No. I do not know it. Cause wait, it, it's pretty dancey. It's pretty cool. It's like a collage of yeah, of many different lyrics yeah. kind of put together. It's kind of cool though. Ronson's good. He's also oh, yeah. British too. Anyway, oh, yeah. so yeah, you know, right? You've heard that before. All right. That was, I think that was my favorite one. Kev, is that your favorite one? The one before? Pretty close. Uh, but I, and, and no, How Soon Is Now is my favorite. But let me, and, and the one we played before, I think, you know, you guys said is the most recognizable. It might be. Let me, can I play one more that yeah. I think might be more recognizable? At least it's more recognizable to me. Sure. Yeah. All right. And maybe it's just the, the company that I run in and, and, you know, the people that I that I know that know this song so well. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit older than you guys. Um, but I think this might be their most recognizable. And it is certainly the most upbeat song about a loved one who is in a dire situation. Upbeat song about a loved one who's in a dire situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ours, you know this one? Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. Girlfriend in a coma, I know. <laughs> what? what? You don't know it? <laughs> no. Girlfriend in a coma, I know. Such a happy tune, right? Oh my god, it sounds so happy. But the lyrics are so sad. There were times when I could It sounds borderline Jamaican, like 
Caribbean. It's got a little, a bit, little of bit of that flair, right? Like a little beachy. Did you, did you see? No, did you hear that lyric? There no. were so many times that I thought I could have murdered her. No, no, it's that. Th- seriously? Yes. Do you really think she'll pull through? Do you really think she'll pull through? This is crazy. Oh my god! You guys had never heard never that? heard that song. See, I thought that might have been one. Of I those think in the top five on Spotify. No kidding. Yeah. I, I I forgot about that one, but I know it. And I feel like that's been in a movie too. Probably. It was in Black Mirror. Okay. Yeah. Uh, San Junipero. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. know if you guys remember that episode. It's yep. all right, Arvs. So, is there a song that you want to take us out on? There is. Okay. Um, this song is the original, but the a group covered it. It's called the Dream Academy. They did a version, but it's an instrumental that was used on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Whoa. Whoa Do you whoa. remember the scene where they're in the museum? Yep. Yes. And then there's just an instrumental? Oh, yeah. Where they're looking at all the art quickly? Yes. Yes. Like yeah. standing pose, and then they go to the next one. And then exactly. Yes. It's an okay. instrumental v- cover of this song. Is it? This yes. is a great song. Okay. So so this is called Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want. Good times for a change. Do you the like I the original better than the cover? Okay, of course. Of course. But it is... So I, would, please, I get psyched when please, I hear a Smith's cover anywhere else. Really? Yeah. Are there a few? This is probably just one of the ones. The bigger, yeah. one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Or anyone that references this one. Gotcha. You know what? Morrissey is really good. I mean, vocally, I like him. Yeah, he definitely has a style for sure. I mean, I think you would be able to recognize him regardless. How under... Um, do you think they're still underappreciated? The Smiths? I don't think so. No? I, think it's, I mean, am I the, I'm the only one that doesn't know. <laughs> I don't think it's not that you're... You don't underappreciate. You don't appreciate it. I think you just don't know them. Yeah. So I think they're very influential on the UK side. Yeah. Right. Big, yeah. Definitely bigger in Europe than they, yeah. and, and specifically the UK here for sure. Gotcha. I mean, some. Let me read a quote. Yeah, sure. So the Ian Youngs of the BBC described them as the band that inspired deeper devotion than any British group since the Beatles. Really. I mean, that's a. So they're probably very big over yeah, there. Yeah. Are. Or were. Yeah. That's great. Arvs, I think you did a fantastic job. I really appreciate it. I mean, it was something that I, uh, maybe since college, have always questioned why you liked them, where they came from, and literally, tonight was the first night I've ever heard all of those songs. Awesome. I mean, honestly. I'm going to send you some tracks. All right, you're going to have to send me some playlists. Yeah. Awesome. Well done. So with that, we will say, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.